receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation of intimate spirit knowledge from the Father of your glory. ministry instantly to everyone tuning in just get smacked with goodness gobstoppers of joy Willy Wonka and the glory factory y'all get the golden ticket and the grand tour I believe Jesus Christ is Willy Wonka. I'm into Willy Wonka, Jesus. My favorite part is when they, when uh, Willy Wonka goes home and his dad's a dentist and says, I know these teeth. Willy, when was the last time you flossed? Never, never, not, not once. I think that's my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> I hate flossing. Some people are into that. Teach their own, it's all good. Now they got electric toothbrushes that do the flossing for you. Dentists couldn't believe I hadn't been to the dentist in 18 years. So it's because I got an electric toothbrush. You scam artist. I don't need to come see you. Every 20 years is fun. In the glory. As long as you're in the glory. If you're not in the glory, you might want to go a lot more often. Because you're dying. And your teeth are rotting and falling out. And your whole life is a lie. <laughs> as soon as I clicked the go live button, an angel started speaking to me about the days of Noah. <laughs> Hebrews says, in the days of Noah, they were saved through water. Saved through water. And this water is Christ. The living water is Christ present with us before his physical body returns to us. And the Bible says his physical body will return to us on top of the flood waters. If you have any questions about the end times, it's the bride saying, come and drink. Okay, you know that verse. The spirit and the bride say, come and drink. And when everyone's drinking and the whole world is drowned with Christ's waters, you'll see Jesus physically resting upon the waters. So in the meantime, our job is to stay baptized. Anyone that did not drink the water was killed. You understand that? Went crazy? 
lost their minds and was killed. And it's it's intense because the enemy is out to kill especially the prophetic people. And I'm just astonished on the ability of the enemy to take out powerful prophetic people. And he keeps saying to me these simple words. If the brain is not anchored into the spirit water, you too will lose your mind. Because there's no clarity of mind except in the living water. You can't overemphasize this stuff. The gospel is the knowledge of the living water. People say you talk about water a lot because I'm talking about the kingdom and the gospel a lot. There's no gospel other than a water gospel if you read the New Testament. And that water was Christ. It is written that water is Christ. The Pharisees don't have a living water gospel. Pharisees have a dry place Egyptian gospel that's for their own selfish opinions about God. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is pure satanic witchcraft. And these people are weeping and gnashing their teeth like never before against the living water gospel. There is a civil war. The civil war is this mind versus this spirit. But if your mind is baptized in the water, you're not at war against the spirit. You know, many believers are at war against the water, against the drinking, against the spirit. Quench not the Holy Spirit, resist not. Isn't it interesting that the New Testament uses the scriptures, quench not, which means don't say no to the drinking. Quench is a drinking term. If you say no to the drinking, and it doesn't mean you have to just act like a fool, but you will get undignified. You're going to grow in wisdom. It's not about just acting crazy. It's about an impartation of the Holy Ghost and the building up of the intelligence of your spirit man. Living water is sentient. It's intelligent water. It has a mind of its own. The mind of the water is called the mind of Christ. If you let the waters rise by their own intelligence, by constantly losing control of your intelligence to his intelligence, it's an intelligence battle. Amen. The whole fall is an intelligence battle against the intelligence of God, against the diabolical genius of the rulers of this world, Apostle Paul calls them. The intelligence of the fallen angels versus the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. There's no contest whatsoever. God's smarter than the angels he created, even the ones that left him. The issue is what man and women can yield their carnal intelligence to the intelligence of the Holy Spirit's waters. Those are the only ones saved in the days of Noah. Everyone else loses their mind. Jesus Christ said that his coming would be like the days of Noah. If you're not saved through water, by water, in the knowledge of the living water, you will lose your your flipping minds. You'll lose it. You'll go crazy. And we've seen so much mental illness, it's because of a lack of living water. So we're going to have mental wellness. We're going to have a mind of Christ with a rainbow in it, with living water springing from it. Look at your mind as... A fountain as a 
a fire hydrant that's just broken and bursting forth in water in all directions. The original vision we had of revival a couple years ago had an incredible vision of all the people in this group as fire hydrants. And you're a fire hydrant. And the living water is fire, but it's refreshing fire. It's not painful fire. It's glory fire. It's grace fire. It's goodness fire. It's love fire. And it's coming out of you uncontrollably like a broken fire hydrant. All you do with the fire hydrant, you get the big wrench, you get the bolt off, and the water just gushes out. What's the bolt? Itself. It's the soul. The soul is the bolt. It has to be loosed. If the soul has control, it's all bottled up. Even though you have the fullness of deity and bodily form, every believer does. It's not flowing through. So they're just living out of the dry place in Egyptian hell. Gehenna. They're not going to hell. They're going to heaven. But the external realm has dominion over them because they have not yet been saved through water. You can only be saved in and through water and you rise on the floods in the throne of the Lamb that's on the crystal sea. The crystal sea is the floods in the Bible. The crystal sea is the bride of Christ birthing all of Christ's anointing into this universe. It hasn't happened yet. There is a release out of your belly will flow rivers of believers learning how to release their waters. Salvation is likened in Timothy to childbirth. First in the natural, so you have an understanding, then in the spiritual. In the spiritual, you are birthing the living waters. The waters have to break. The breaking of the mighty waters, they're called in Psalms. Driving over here today, God gave us, God bless you. Psalms 29.1, that's all about the mighty waters. I'm telling you guys, the mighty waters are coming. It's going to be a blessing to the drinkers. It's going to be a curse to the thinkers. The thinkers are in major trouble. They will go from bad to worse, Revelation says. Let those that are evil continue being evil. And the waters are going to deal with evil. The waters are going to deal with all the desperate attempts of Satan and his angels to oppress the Christians. And really, you're going to see justice in America from the living waters. The enemy is really scurrying in the dry place. But I tell you what, we get people releasing floods. You know what's going to help some of you release a greater flood? A little fasting. A little fasting, bring your spirit out right through your heart and brain, and waters will automatically flow out of your spirit. And these waters will help the whole region you're living in. In the waters are the angel armies of the living God. The waters contain the victories of Christ. The victory of Christ that is permanent is only manifest in this world through the river. There's no victories of Christ. We know Christ is victorious, the Bible says, over every principality, power, throne, dominion, and name that can be named. He has defeated all of them. You don't need to defeat them. 
You need to get into his victories, which is in his waters. His waters are the victories over the principalities. You're out here wrestling principalities like Jesus didn't defeat him at the cross. Total nonsense. Get into the water and you will be partakers of his divine nature. Co-laboring with Christ. What's the labor? The river. What is labor when you give birth when labor is done? It's because you have a revelation of the sun birthing out of your innermost being and transforming your personality. Personality gets totally stretched out. It gets completely off the self-focus. Can't even see me anymore because I've birthed so much of him through my soul. That your focus is on a different realm. You're not looking at the natural realm in the living water. You can't even see yourself anymore. You're not looking at your soul. I'm looking at the water. Looking at the water is seeing God. When you see the river flowing through you, you have seen God face to face. Remember like Lord of the Rings? Galadriel takes them and has them look inside the water. And they see a reflection, they see into the future, things that could be, and maybe not. But I tell you the truth, the reflection is looking into God face to face in the waters. First, it will just cleanse up all the sin in the heart. It'll deal with the entire curse of the fall inside the heart. And as it deals and washes, as it comes out, it washes the world around you. It heals the elements around you. It goes into the trees. It goes into the air. It goes into the walls of your house. And the vibration changes. People walk into your house and it's an atmosphere of glory because the river is able to get through your soul. You know what we need? A loosing of the waters through our hearts. We're all blocked up. You know, when you're blocked up, too bad it just doesn't come out like going to the bathroom. That's not how the river works. Otherwise, everyone do it. It takes a revelation. It takes a welcoming of the sword of the Lord, the word of God, into the area of blockages. You have to allow the wrench to unscrew your heart off of your spirit, man, that is the only part of you that can release the living waters. If a person can't get out of their heart, they'll never release the river their entire Christian lives. And they just live in themselves, and self is the dry place where there's no water. You can get around other people's waters, but you'll have none of your own. We need to learn this is how the floods come. This is how justice comes against Satan and his angels. Justice upon all the works of the devil that are just going haywire out here in the open. It's just all over the news, the works of the devil, the oppressions of the devil, the communism, the fascism of the devil. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy more than ever because of the pressure of the living water. He's furious. The Christians have Jesus in them and get to share with the victory of Christ over the, his principalities over his seven archangels that have ruled this world and don't even have to wrestle them. Don't even have to be perfect. Still be have an earthen vessel. But his perfection can shine forth through broken vessels 
who are just willing to let the river flow and carry him up in an undeserved victory into the promised land over the floods in the city of New Jerusalem. The living water will lead you. What do you need to do in life? Be water led, be river led. What's the way of the Lord? What's the path of the Lord? What's the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day? Day dawns as rivers rise. The dawning of day is the Shekinah glory, which is a river of Shekinah glory, which is the very bloodlines of Jesus Christ in the cup of the new covenant. All this literature in the scriptures is to get you flowing in the bloodlines of Jesus, the river of Jesus, the freedom in the river. Unless we are disciples in the river of life, I'm watching the situation out here. The enemy's just picking them off. And just the mightiest miracle workers, rest in peace, Jeff Jansen, just getting annihilated by Jezebel, killing the prophets to this very day. And I tell you the truth, in order to avoid being annihilated by these principalities that mean business, you have to be anchored deeply in the waters of life. You have to be God inside minded. If you are not God inside minded, there's zero chance you have the armor of God on. The armor of God is an aquasphere. It's a manifestation of the living water of your new creature in Christ over and around your soul like an orb <laughs> like a portal but it's an orb you know the Lord told me a while ago that the orb is the mansion that Jesus prepared for us a dwelling place in the living water completely and totally protected it's not so much that I'm just covering the whole city covering the whole earth you'll do that in the times ahead corporately with the entire body of Christ that learns how to drink the river and manifest the river out of their belly but right now, importantly, for Gideon's 300 watching at the sound of my voice, you need to learn how to live in your own aquasphere. How to manifest out of your belly a river and live in a living water bubble, a living water orb. That's what the armor of God actually is. That's what the mansion of God actually is. Mansion of God is the dwelling place of, of the soul completely covered with God. The enemy can't get through God. But God got inside your spirit. Your job is to yield to God in your spirit and get him through your heart and mind and outside your body so you're protected from the principalities, the powers, the thrones, dominion, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places, the ranged attack of these horrible demons that are really doing damage to many believers, even very mighty believers, very prophetic believers. Prophetic or not, believer or not, is not enough to just be revelatory, prophetic, and open to the glory. Some of these people were drinkers. Some of these people had tremendous revelation. Some of them were disciples of the greatest prophets who've ever lived. And they still get picked off. You know why? Because you're not in the orb. You're not in the aquasphere. I want you guys to thrive through Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great's horrible. But I'm telling you, God has created an oasis in the midst of the most diabolical system of the fallen angels of all time. 
so that the contrast between your mansion of glory, your aquasphere of the manifest living waters around your soul is so heavenly, but everyone else that hasn't manifest Christ in their spirit put on the full armor of God is just living in the most potent sorcery of brain delusion of all time. And it's a, any Christian that doesn't have the living water washing through their mind is just completely mentally ill. You see them, they're fighting the same God they claim to serve. Very common. Where a lot of believers in Jesus are fighting the living water. They're fighting the armor of God. They're fighting the glory. They're fighting the glorious freedom of the sons of God. Listen, when they start fighting, it's because you have an effective relationship with the Holy Ghost. The demons get frustrated when you tap into the real deal. That's why you're under attack because what you have is real and the enemy can't touch you. When the enemy can't touch you and control you, manipulate you, he has a temper tantrum because he's an angel of pride. And when the angel of pride can't control you, he goes crazy. He'll rile up anyone in the dry place and turn them against you. That's all he has is slander and gossip and acid out of his words. But you know the acid can't get through the mansion of God. Can't even touch it. You have a high tower. King David talked about the high tower. God is our high tower. Psalms 91, under the shadow of the Almighty, under his wings. You know what the wings of the Almighty are? This aquasphere, the living water is what comes from the wings of God. There's so, The river can be so strong in your life that anything that comes against you is quickly turned to a blessing. You know, because in the waters you have the angels helping you inherit salvation. And the angels love to restore sevenfold what's been stolen. You know, the enemy is a legalist, but in the living water you get grace, but it's enforced through a legal system of angelic courtrooms. The courtrooms of God is everywhere in the scriptures, New Testament, Old Testament. But the living water is the judge and the jury and the verdict of not guilty. The living water is the substance of the mercy seat so that your eyes are not on your problems, but on his victories through your problems, so you get a blessing instead of a curse. You get freedom instead of bondage. They think because you have flaws in your character that you're not perfect yet, that they can bind you up in prisons and sentence you to hell on earth because of the wrongdoing of your life. But you're not, it's not legal if you're in the living water. The living water of Jesus Christ's pure side is your innocence and that's why the Bible says for whom the Lord sets free they're free indeed legally and cannot be incarcerated by any charge of past wrongdoing the living water is the verdict that Jesus says amongst his people you are not guilty and the accuser of the brethren is guilty and it will all be ascribed him the very prison he's tried to put you in the same oppression he's tried to put on you will come upon your accusers commands the Lord Almighty and the living waters will wash you and carry you into a high and lofty place and give you the inheritance of the lamb there will be measurements each season as you learn to rely on the living waters. 
So it's not just innocence of Jesus Christ that's shared with you. So that the innocence of the perfect Lamb of God becomes your innocent verdict against all your accusers. And it, that innocence is shared not one time. It's not one. Constantly in the river of life. The river of life is the record of Jesus Christ's innocence shared with your soul constantly. That's what you show the fallen angels when they attack you. That's what you show all your accusers, your friends and family when they attack you and they judge you and they don't understand you. The living water is your freedom in Jesus Christ. This is how you stay free. Stay in the water. If you come out of the water, their accusations stick and you begin to practice the thing you don't want to do. You never did that thing. You were never tempted by that thing. You never had that demon in your life before until your accusers came and started speaking. Because the false prophet speaks to things that are not as though they are, and they're created out of the words of the demonic anointing towards the children of God. That's what the false prophetic does. So there's an aspect of self-fulfillment, soul-fulfillment, fallen angel second heaven fulfillment of the false prophet, the beast, and the red dragon, which is the using of human blood to materialize things with starlight that makes a curse kindle. But in the river, the curses are canceled. They'll speak a thing, it gets canceled. You know, we're praying today, Lord, give all our enemies a drink of our spirit's living waters. And I felt such a release on it. This is how you pray for your enemies that are in the dry place in Egyptian hell. They don't realize they're practicing necromancy and praying witchcraft and cursing you and walking with fallen angels. They think they're walking with Jesus. Everyone under the, the fallen angels, everyone under Jezebel thinks they're walking with Jesus. It's self-righteousness. It's soul right. You know what self-righteousness is? Soul righteousness, which is the vast majority of believers. And we're here to deliver them, not to accuse them. We're not joining them and, and throwing stones at them. And, you know, our judgment comes with the washing of the water of the innocence of the word. Innocent. I know you're guilty. You've murdered us 10,000 times. We've been continuously attacked in full-time ministry since 2006. I've never got one day break. It's been just relentless attacks from religious Christians, but you don't see me defeated because the living waters are the victories. And more so, we release more living water because they're oppressed and they don't know it. They're oppressed and many of them possessed. But the living water is for everyone. I will cause my rain to fall on the just and the unjust. What's unjust? Unrighteous judgment. Seeing through the eyes of the accuser. Judging out of the soul and not the living water. If you're judging out of the soul, it's the enemy's perspective. But most people don't even know there is a living water perspective because they weren't even raised in real Christianity. They're just straight up raised in Satan's butthole. And that's why they're anal retentive people. Angry, bitter, critical, legalistic, every attribute of Satan in these people's lives. And there's still aspects of that getting delivered and washed in all of our souls. So we're always learning unconditional love. 
because the same measure you've been forgiven of Satan and all of his sins he's tempted you with in all your heart and mind is how much living water you can give others to drink. So the bride says come and drink because she's completely forgiven of all her self-righteous religion. Come and drink because she's completely forgiven of all of her lust of her eyes and lust of her flesh and the soul connected to the world. And now her soul's connected to the Holy Ghost because she says, the Spirit says. The Spirit says. She went from false prophet, soul prophet, to spirit prophet, true prophet in the book of Revelation. That's from immature to mature. You know, you can you can be have a prophetic calling and constantly be used in the false prophetic. False prophetic is simply soulishness. I mean, almost all prophets have aspects of soulishness since the new covenant is the voice of many waters out of your spirit. So any part of you that's not perfected in your soul will be your additions, which is false prophetic. False prophetic. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's God is not ashamed to put his divinity inside of our mess. And he's, he's not embarrassed that it has to go through our messed up hearts and minds of all of our own problems in there. He's just happy to be inside us again. He knows eventually it'll all clean up by him just indwelling in this new covenant. Is he in a rush? No, he's in eternity. There's no rush in eternity. The living water is eternal water, living uncreated water. This water was not created. Natural water was created. The water that makes my culture pop created water and the created water is perfected by the uncreated water the river of life is uncreated you know what it is it's Jesus Jesus is uncreated restore to me the glory that I had with the father before the world was the manifestation of Jesus's uncreated bloodlines Thank you, Father, for it. Let the Lord Jesus breathe new life into your spirit. Let the Lord Jesus touch your brains. Let the Lord Jesus go into your forehead. And when Jesus goes into your forehead, you know what goes in? The seven spirits of God. You know angels will go into your forehead too? How else are you going to inherit salvation? Where do you need salvation? They go into your DNA. They're working at a cellular level. I remember there's been several times where there's been such a grace in the realm, in Joel's bar here, that the spirit would just materialize into the physical dimension and there'd be thousands and tens of thousands of angels materializing in the natural realm. And they were like Tinkerbell angels, small angels, but the Lord says they're not even small angels. It's just your spirit's that big and gigantic. They're not even, those are cherub angels. Those are cherubim glory angels. It's just you're like, God's formed in your spirit and things are in perspective. But what he's saying, these angels are always there. These are angels of the glory cloud, cherubim glory angels. The ten thousands of angels, they're in this cloud when you're God inside minded, you don't have part of the kingdom. You have the fullness of the kingdom. Zion, the city of all angels. Where's Zion? The Bible tells you it's in your spirit. So if you're God inside minded, living out of your spirit, you have all of the armies of heaven. 
See, Jesus was limited to an old covenant, and so my father will send seven legions of angels to deliver me, Pontius Pilate. And it was an external thing, but the new covenant in his resurrection grace is now all that dimension of the father's ability is not accessed externally like the Old Testament prophetic. It's accessed internally, which is instantaneous answers to prayer, instantaneous protection, instantaneous deliverance. Not waiting on the Lord, manifesting rivers of the Lord. Huge difference, guys. And you will be upgraded. You'll have experiences to prove everything I'm saying to you is the truth. You know it's in the Word. There isn't a time where the soul is just content. There's a time where the soul is crucified and rivers of heaven are coming out of the spirit. Today's the day of salvation and hearing the word of God, which means the manifestation of the fullness of deity in bodily form doesn't need to wait any longer in you. You, you got it already in you. Today is your birthday, which means it's the day that you birth the river. It's the day the river rises in your hearts and the soul that has been controlled by the enemy is washed. And the mind that's had demonic influence is washed. And the bones that have had cables and cords connected to them are severed. That's how the chains are loosed. It's when the waters are released in you, your spirit carries freedom into the rest of you. God put the fullness of the ability to walk in perfect freedom in your spirit. It's by revelation of inspired teaching and preaching, the prophetic apostolic manifestations of the river of life of Jesus Christ that activates what was given to your spirit at birth and shares salvation with the rest of the temple from the spirit place. So one person goes into the Holy of Holies, Jesus in you. So it's Jesus in you is your mind's access into unlimited holy of holies living water to share with your hearts and minds the freedom and abundant life of heaven. The freedom of Christ. He wants your minds to get whacked in the glory. He wants your minds to know the river in a greater way. He wants your minds to understand this aquasphere. In hearing the word, let it be deposited in your spirit. Let the angels wrap your spirit, Christ in your spirit, not your spirit, Christ in your spirit. Jesus Christ in you. There's only one Jesus and he lives in the believer's spirit. That's what living water is. The living water is the manifestation of the Lord Jesus from within you. That's what's gonna deliver you. That's what's gonna raise you from the dead. That's what's gonna save you financially, mentally, morally. That's how you're gonna withstand the external attacks of Babylon. Babylon crushed Israel. Babylon gouged the eyes out of the kings of Israel and dragged them behind chariot wheels. They'll do that if you're not protected. And where did Jeremiah find his protection from Babylon? When he was thrown in the well. In the well. 
and Nebuchadnezzar heard about it. And since he was in the well, which is God inside my it represents he was in the well of salvation. He was in the living water. Jeremiah had no judgment with the rest of Israel. The Bible says, in fact, the week that Babylon came and seized Israel and seized Jerusalem, Jeremiah was out buying property because he knew he was going to inherit the land. He was controlled by the Holy Ghost. Y'all doomed. But they made Jeremiah the leader of all Israel because he was in the well. True story. And he stayed in the land, never went into captivity, but everyone went into captivity except him. And he just owned the land. True story. So when you're in the well, you're safe from Babylon is what it represents. And notice what Jeremiah did with the ark. He buried it within. It was out in the open. He put it within. He hid it and tucked it right underneath Golgotha, right outside of Jerusalem. Representing going from outside to inside, which is the only safety we have in Babylon the Great. You look at believers, not all of them are safe mentally. A lot of them are really struggling. The ones that are safe, the ones that are secure, are the ones that have gone inward, that have put the ark inward, that have recognized the ark inward. And it wasn't just the ark. It was Goliath's sword as well. And the Ten Commandments, Aaron's staff that budded, all of the elements, all of the covenant went internal. It got buried within which was a symbolism of going into the new covenant that it's going to be hidden. It's not going to be a manifestation of these physical items out in the open like we had in Solomon's temple. It's now going to be hidden inside the dirt underneath Golgotha where Jesus Christ was crucified and you crucified with him. It's going to be inside the dirt of your bodies. Bodies are made out of dirt. The same carbon life that's in your flesh and blood right now is right outside your front yard in the, in the soil. Same carbon. You're dirt, but inside the dirt there is the very ark of God. Inside the ark of God is the source of living waters, the very throne of the Lamb. And if you understand this and believe this, for believers only, then the waters will flow from the mercy seat and will cover your hearts and will cover your minds. And instead of having decrease in Babylon with the increase and intensification of the works of the devil that are happening, that are going to terrorize carnal Christians, Carnal Christians, since they don't have much revelation, will have to resort to physical means and they will lose. But the revelatory prophetic Christians that resort to spiritual means will save them. Martha's going to save, Mary's going to save Martha. Martha's out there trying to do Christianity carnally in her own soul. This ain't going to work in the climax of the ages. These angels are doomed, and it's time to execute the judgment written right now upon them, and it comes forth in the water. Only inside the ones living in the well who found the ark, who understand mercy, who understand the internal garden, who can see into the water within and have the knowledge of the water. It's called living in the glory. Living in the water. Knowing the water is living in the glory life. That's what the glory life is. And the mind gets washed by living water. It's the renewing of the wine. 
What's the mind? Where the water flows from, the rock that was Christ, that water flowed from that rock. Rock is a reference to the brain. The brain is completely dry unless it's hooked up to the spirit. This is the enemy's worst nightmare. When the believers go from brain hooked up to some external Jesus flying around in space somewhere to hooked up to the Lord of glory in their spirit, that's the transfer from immature believer to mature believer. And not just hearing me, having your own experience within that temple. It don't matter what the temple looked like. Jesus came looking like a Neanderthal. Nothing beautiful about his appearance that we should be drawn to him, Isaiah said. It don't matter what kind of temple you have. It don't matter your nationality. Nothing external matters at all. All that matters is that your brain hooks up to your spirit and you believe Jesus is in there and through your spirit, the living water begins to flow through your brain. Then you begin to live in the aquasphere. Then you begin to put on the armor of God. Then you begin to live in heaven on earth. That's the only way to have Matthew 6 on earth as it is in heaven. You can't have on earth as it is in heaven. You can have a corporate setting where everyone can sing Kumbaya, and I love Kumbaya. It's one of my favorite songs. I sing it all the time, and I mean it. I get drunk on Kumbaya. But the reason why in the corporate setting amongst many people that are mostly bewitched, mostly God outside-minded, they'll have a safety because their spirit's coming out, but they don't understand the plumbing of the temple of how their spirit works. So there's a release of their spirit in that atmosphere of praise, in that atmosphere with the intentions of their heart to magnify Jesus, to worship Jesus, to serve Jesus. The Holy Spirit honors that. He honors nursery. He's a, he's a children's pastor. The issue is that level of maturity doesn't work all the time. And so the mafia is still taking over those same cities where you're having those atmospheres inside buildings made by human hands. Because it takes a much greater maturity of God inside mindedness to sustain that atmosphere called the Tabernacle of David. Tabernacle of David is the last feast to be fulfilled for the thousand year millennial reign of Christ and the Bible says in Revelation 5.10 and we also shall reign with him a thousand years. So it's understanding the water that enables you to begin reigning, R-A-I-N, reign. And the latter reign will never end because the latter reign is based on the maturity of your spirit and not some gifting of the soul that can be turned on and off like tongues. The gifting is wonderful. We love all of the gifts. I love all of the gifts. They're so refreshing. And I love every gift and everything that's ever come from God. The issue is the maturity that brings the sustaining atmosphere of heaven on earth, like just a total dome and chamber of the mist of the bride's spirit, where it's waters above, like the days of Noah, waters below, because her spirit has filled the atmosphere. It's an atmospheric living water of the person of the bride and you are a member of that person it's a spirit man she's a, the bride but she's the spirit man it's the spirit man of the believers that's the bride and that's what creates the atmosphere of living water that brings permanent judgment to the kingdom of hell and the sons of Satan and the sorcerers outside the city gates. But in order right now, the Lord says, don't get ahead of yourself. This is all going to happen in the future. It's all biblical prophecy and it will happen. 
But in order for you to experience it and have this personal success in your life, you must individually get wrapped in your own living water which is your own intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Children out of the children's bellies flow rivers. Don't wait until they're 18 years old and done with high school to be introduced to the river. You need to be like Moses as a baby. He was in the river. Amen. You need to be like Jesus with a river flowing out of his womb and they're leaping for joy with Elizabeth and, and Mary. They're, they're in the river filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb, the Bible says. You got to get in the river when you're a baby. When I was two months old in my mother's womb, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. True story. My mom said it felt like 10,000 watts of electricity surging through her body for 10 days externally in Seattle, Washington in 1999 or uh, 1981. Revival broke out. A sovereign baptism and infilling when I was in utero, two months old in the womb. I know if the Holy Ghost had not infused me in the womb, Babylon would have killed me. It was that in utero impartation and God understanding the future, being present in the future, what all the enemy do, that he infused me at a DNA level with his spirit so the enemy couldn't kill me. Because I should have been dead 20 times from drugs and violence and craziness and even in ministry, attacked constantly. So the spirit knows the future. And if your heart is positioned and for him and for his purposes, he'll protect you. But if you get weird and it becomes about soul and self and politics and religion, you come out of protection. There's grace, but that's why you leave the 99 to go after the one, because if you don't, they're going to die. Satan's going to kill them. So people that leave the hedge of protection, leave the sheepfold, don't have the shepherd protecting them. And that's why you see Christians dying all over the place. They're not in the will of God. They're not in the water of God. What is the will of God? Living water. Living water is God's will. As long as you're in the living water, you're safe, protected, blessed, increasing, growing spiritually. Every day is profitable. You don't waste a single t moment. You're enjoying God in the water. It's not this effort thing. There's no pressure to perform. There's no performance in the living water. The water is the performance towards you. He manifests his performance towards you with every drop of living water into your brain. So you're getting ministered to constantly by the living God. Amen. And they shall all know the Lord and you have one teacher, the river. All the prophets spoke out of the river from Genesis to Revelation. And they fulfilled all those mysteries by living and baptizing in the river. And then that river shifted from the natural dimension, because Elijah was baptizing in the Jordan, John the Baptist was baptizing in the Jordan, one comes after me who's not going to baptize in the natural river anymore, he's going to baptize in a Holy Spirit and fire river. And Jesus Christ is the one that brings the river into our hearts which is giving us his anointing. That's what giving us the kingdom is. Now you choose if you live out of it. You choose if you understand it, go into it. How much living water is sustaining your soul? Is your soul sustained by external things? Many people's are. So growing from infancy, which is a, a little bit dependent on the river, 
to when we're older, where we're completely controlled by the river and out of our forehead and through our hearts are rivers like torrents controlling the water courses of our eternal life that's already manifesting through our mortal bodies with immortality clothing mortality by the release of the river. You have immortality in you already. Now the issue is learning how it works, the knowledge of the glory. That's what wisdom is. Wisdom is growing in the seven pillars, building seven pillars, which is renewing your mind to the ability of your spirit man. Amen. When you're when you don't know the ability of your spirit man, you're left you're left in your natural man. So we have a natural man Christianity, which is the soulishness, which is the older prodigal son staying in church never going with the younger prodigal to the strip clubs, never smoking weed, never doing anything overtly bad, a good church kid that was raised in the church that honestly wanted to do God's will from his youth. And he was completely equally fallen to the younger prodigal because he didn't know God at all. It was all soulish knowledge of good and the younger was soulish knowledge of evil and they were both in the devil's kingdom and so they had to kill the goat the flesh part of them the heart part of them to enter the father's house and begin to eat and celebrate in their spirit and they did i know the older one made it because half of you are older ones and you're making it you're learning how to kill the goat the younger one and the older one both made it in the father's house because he is faithful by his word to kill our goats which is all of our pride every day and to kill our golden calf all of our lusts every day and he will never leave you nor forsake you in his ability to crucify the sinful nature because the enemy will encroach upon you through the weakness of the infirmity of the flesh but the living water is greater than your hearts it means the living water will preserve you against all external things that oppose you in this life in this world you're gonna have big problems but be of good cheer i have overcome the world what does that mean when you're in the water you will have victory over all opposition you face of the enemy or yourself because it's it's not the enemy a lot of times the enemy is not even there it's just you you're the enemy your heart your bloodlines your stubbornness your the own corrupted dna and mindsets the enemy can only work within your sin the enemy it's not the enemy's fault Satan the Bible says Satan and his angels were given the dust of the earth as food dust is sin so it's not Satan's sin you're wrestling against it's your own sin and the hardest sin to see that really messes up Christians is pride Pride, it just destroys Christians. Because Christianity in the soul realm is actually learning pride. Christianity that's applied to the soul that builds up the soul is growing in pride. It's the knowledge of good. 
it's eating from the tree of Satan in the in, when you go into theology when you go into doctrine this is what causes the enemy to lose their mind when you expose this stuff it's the knowledge of good that corrupts most Christians not the knowledge of evil because you know you want to live good moral lives now it's the knowledge of good that's your number one enemy after you love Jesus and believe in Jesus and this what it means is knowledge of good is eating into the soul <laughs> building up your soul with knowledge about God even revelation this is what false revelation the false prophetic the false teachings of Jezebel is the false prophetic of the soul this is how people just get totally messed up in false spirituality and it's everywhere if it's for the soul it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil 100% of the time if it's for the spirit the gospel of the spirit the spirit of grace be with your spirit if it's for the spirit it's the tree of life 100% of the time this is what you do you build up their spirit edifying one another's spirit always encouraging one another's spirit what's the iron sharpening iron as a brother sharpens a brother it's your spirit building up other people's spirit and so the what we do in the meantime before we talk to one another out of our spirit is that we prepare our hearts and minds to get out of the way of the river so there be a magnification of the spirit when I get around other believers and I learn how to flow in the spirit that's why the Bible says twice sanctify yourself which means sanctify your soul get your soul out of the way of your spirit so you can be a benefit and a fellowship with other believers that's your responsibility to sanctify yourself which means crucify the soul that's something you do in your own time with God is get your heart off of your spirit if your heart is intact over your spirit you have no ability to help others you can't because you're soulish it's still animal it's like animals trying to lead people to God it's the natural realm you're earthly unspiritual it's demonic and so this doesn't need to take 40 years of apostolic training and advanced prophetic classes this takes today one day to get the heart with an understanding just an understanding of the spirit superseding bypassing the heart to come out in the divine part of you that's able to build up each other's spirit which is you resurrecting each other when a person's all whiny and soulish all the time do them a favor and stab them in the heart amen get over yourself stop looking at yourself it's not about the soulish part of you because that's a total failure and can't do anything right and stop throwing a pity party by how the soul can't do anything right it's foolishness wisdom is the spirit does everything right and so I'm not always hard on myself down on myself because the part of me that's the only self left is the divine part of me that's always in right standing with God because he's recreated my spirit perfect but if you're in the soul realm you're just looking at you're discouraged all the time I can't do anything right and every day is just drama with these people that's because you in the poopy diaper nursery area because they can't get over themselves they can't stop looking at themselves and and you need to hear this because there's another part of you you can look at to get over the heart part of you that can't do anything right so we need to mature out of the heart into the spirit 
then you're constantly encouraged because your spirit bears the image of your father. Your spirit enjoys union with the father of your glory. He's fathering your spirit. But if the heart's in the way, you don't even know if you're getting fathered or not. You don't know if you're an orphan or adopted. You don't know if you're fleshly, carnal, spiritual. You don't know left, right, up and down. You're blind because you're uncircumcised of heart. The heart has to get out of the way. And the prophets are all speaking the same message all over the planet today. Look in on Instagram. James Gall says, don't follow your heart. The heart is wicked beyond knowing. You need to follow the spirit. The spirit has Jesus in it. Get your heart off your spirit. You know what gets your heart off your spirit? Fiery preaching. The severity of God towards your heart. Judgment. Judgment. The heart needs judgment. And you will live. It'll feel like, oh, I'm getting judged, I'm dying. No, you're, you're getting crucified with Christ. You're getting saved. You're not dying, you're getting saved. The part of you that's already dead is just being revealed to the mind, and the mind has a fear of death in it, because the mind is a fool. But the spirit is a son. You have son in you and foolish. Foolish you. Oh, foolish man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of sin? Romans 7. Well, Jesus already did in your spirit. So Paul matured from a place of the foolish man of the body of sin into the spirit man of the body of Christ. And stopped throwing a pity party looking at him as physical nature that has these weak limitations because that's not even you anyway. You're a spirit that has all of God's power in it. And when you wake up to it, it conquers your body and your spirit can have fun in those bodies. That's what the Garden of Eden is. That you walk with the Father in the coolness of the day, that you still have a body, but the body is completely conquered by the part of you that's just like Dad. That's just exactly like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters in the scriptures, is the new creature spirit part of you. Hallelujah. And what we need more than anything is getting the heart off the new creature. And when that happens, you will see the water. You will all see God in you, in those bodies, in the same bodies you have now, with a different mindset, with a renewed mind. Not the same mind you had last week, a new mind that had living water in it. And the living water will lead you to the throne. The path of the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ is the waters trickling down from your belly into your brain, showing you Jesus' divinity in those water temples. Not natural water temples, not this crazy, stupid science crap where your body's 75% water. Get a life. The living natural water ain't gonna help you at all. You need living water. You need to be hydrated on living water or just forget it. It's not even Christianity. Amen. You know, people go into science, next thing you know, it's like the smoothie is my savior. What kind of protein did you put in your health shake? Man, you need to get a life. Amen. Get baptized in McDonald's deep fryer. You need to go on a hamburger fast. Uh-huh. Eating the strong meat for the mature, building up your spirit. Crucifying your soulishness and your spirit with Jesus in it will, will take care of your body perfectly without your own two cents that are just garbage anyway because God supersedes physics and science. He's the creator of everything. So I think he knows how to take care of your body perfectly. Amen. The spirit's doing good. And the soul just needs 
crucifixion, which means washing. You know what crucifixion looks like? The river flowing through you. Crucified with Christ is what? The river coming all the way through. Not just bottled up here, uncorked, circumcised of heart, heart off of spirit, and the river, you'll feel that energy. Since it's so much different than natural rivers because it's an invisible river of energy. It's a river of Shekinah glory. It's so different from natural water. I don't even know why Jesus... That's the only grid they had to understand the river of how divinity would be restored back to humanity. There was no other calculable explanation of impartation to explain these supernatural things than just to use like the basic elementary things of life on earth. But it's not really water. It's energy and light. Like, it'll come in the form of water, whatever you can believe for, but it's it's truly like just divine energy. It's divine power. It's Shekinah glory. And so the brain's getting renewed to the river of Shekinah glory, and it's how it flows. And this it's in the Bible. So I mean it's absolutely the truth. And God has put that framework there to restore our souls back into complete dependency on him. In the future, I mean, there'll be such a greater understanding of this stuff as we begin to experience it in a much deeper way. Right now, it's getting sown into your spirit in seed form. In the months ahead, if you stay in the water and around the water, the water will take the seed and cause it to be experienced in the soul. The more experience in the soul, the greater your faith. Without experience in the soul of these seeds coming into maturity, zero faith. It remains theology and doctrine, or a dead letter, or just soulish belief systems of the knowledge of good that doesn't have any actual authority, power, dominion over the fallen angels. It's, it's like a fake kingdom. It's fake Christianity everywhere. But when it becomes the maturity of the seed grown up in the spirit, it becomes true fruitfulness. And the fruitfulness is the reference to the canopy of the maturity of the tree of life of your spirit that has conquered the natural dimension. And it looks like a golden tree of golden light that's able to shine out of the spirit right through the soul. And that golden light come right out of your eyes, come out of your five physical senses, it comes out of your ears, you get golden ears, goes right through your mind. Bob Jones called it a gold mind. When your spirit is built up and conquers your mind, you go from a land mind, being offended all the time, someone steps on you, you blow up on them, a land mind, to a gold mind. Where all, the only thing that come out of this mind and out of this tongue and out of these eyes is gold all the time. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom gold. Nothing else in there when your mind's really renewed by the living water. All transition and all maturity will be for this mind getting more and more dependent on the spirit waters. And you already got all of it in you. You don't need hands laid on you. Although everyone will help you, they will lay hands on you. The issue is you growing your faith in these realities of the new covenant that are already established in your spirit, but your mind isn't renewed to believe them yet because of a lack of experience. Experience this stuff and maturing the seed of the stuff will bring about new realities. Glory to glory is a progressive shifting reality of densities of Shekinah in the brain. So it's not the full atmosphere of God the Father. 
not even close. Glory to glory is a continuous building up of atmospheres until your brain has the same understanding of using the light of God the Father as God the Father does in heaven. That's what a son on earth is. It's the Father in heaven and the Son in total union of ability of the Shekinah glory. Ability of the Shekinah glory. Ability of the Shekinah glory. It's the Father's nature fully formed on the inside and what the glory is able to do. It's the light that created lights, which means God of gods. It's the water that created waters, which is Lord of lords, King of kings. It's God's nature fully formed in you through the renewing of the mind. So the mind still remains you'll always have a brain god created adam and eve with brains but they were spirits that used their brains in the center of them like just clouds full of rain to lord over the earth to lord and take dominion over the brain in the natural dimension the brain looked different back then brain wasn't so wrinkly the brain wasn't so dull the brain it's not even about calcifying the pineal gland and all that stupid conspiracy crap people get into. Listen, you get into the glory, all those fears go poof. God's glory and God's power are beyond knowing. Like, you can use city water with uh, all these things in it. Whatever they call that stuff. Yeah, fluoride. Yeah, Fluoride's not going to hurt you. I think the Holy Ghost is stronger than fluoride. Mark 16. They'll drink deadly poisons and will not harm them. It's crazy. We believed Mark 16 up until the time of the COVID vaccine. Then all of a sudden it didn't work anymore. The COVID vaccine was stronger than the Word of God. They will drink deadly poison and it will not harm them. I mean, we when your faith is tested, usually when we're young in the Lord, we fail miserably. As long as you can humble yourself and go back and be like, man, I really just, my faith failed when it was actually tested in reality. It's cool to have like book learning, but when you're out there in, in the streets and it gets tested, you'll lose, you'll fail. You'll be exposed as just a head Christian, which is fake. And we all have parts of that fakeness burning out of us. It's not, no one's arrived. We're all doing this together. But it gets tested. And it's through those failures that we realize, man, I, I don't think I'm walking like the apostles in the scriptures. I think I got, you know, some growing up to do. And I'm not going out buying strychnine and handling you know, dangerous poisonous snakes at the pet store. Give me the most poisonous snake you have. Because the Bible says they're going to handle serpents and it's not going to harm them. Holy Ghost. Do not test the Lord. <laughs> I like a little snake handling at Joel's bar. I feel like a snake handle every Joel's bar. Yeah, the, what is this? The cobra, they'll play at the cobra's hole, Isaiah 11. You know, the cobra hole is your forehead. They'll play at the place of the mind, the place of the skull, where the serpent was lifted up on the cross. Moses' bronze serpent, which is the flesh of Jesus, playing at the cobra hole. I believe that cobra hole is Golgotha. Worship the cobra. <laughs> I like snake Christianity. Why is this serpents? That'll really separate you know, the young ones from the more mature ones. 
Except if there's rebellion and they're like, yes, they can keep all of my serpent occult stuff. No, burn it. Burn it all. It's so different in the prophetic. It, it doesn't carry over at all. Because in the glory, it's just, it's a freedom of understanding the symbolism of God to teach lessons. You know, serpent represents flesh. So there are different types of species of the fallen angel kingdom, and the conquering of that kingdom is represented in animal form. Romans 1, bearing the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles. Beast is kind of a, a generic term for animals. What, what does that mean? Anything. Any animal. Beasts. Like your cat. Like your dogs. Jesus called them dogs. What kind of image were they bearing? They were dog images. Dog demons. The, the hounds of hell. They're dogs. There's demonic dogs. They're demonic birds. All this stuff. It's just, it's the natural, it's Darwinism on hell. It's Darwinism on Hades. <laughs> You know, that's what the fallen angels turned man into when man followed the fallen angels, was animals. Wow. And you have an animal body. And anyone that follows the animal body goes into hell, Scripture says. But if you follow the Spirit, you go into heaven. Amen. So you got one pulling you hell, one pulling into heaven. So <laughs> preaching and teaching is to empower your mind to follow the Spirit, to go into heaven. And to go higher and deeper into heaven every day. And together, you can have a good time doing it. It doesn't have to be a constant drama. But the problem is, a lot of you are isolated. A lot of you are out there by yourselves, and so the enemy can kind of put a perimeter around you. You know, it would be a thousand times easier if you lived in groups. But, you know, in the days of Noah, you have Gideon's 300, so it's kind of spread out. But the online stuff does help. It's not the same as being in person. It's not as helpful. It's like people that come into the physical atmosphere at Joel's bar says, my God, it's a thousand times better and easier and more powerful than just online. I've heard that hundreds of times over the years, that it's easier being physical presence, like in the physical presence of Jesus, than just like invisible Jesus. It requires great faith to be of equal power. Because in, in order to, to feel that glory, you have to believe in the invisible to materialize the same substance as him physically being there. So not everyone has that level of faith. That's why it makes it so much easier to have physical numbers of people going after the same glory, the same revelation, the same mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, the same prize of Christ Jesus, and that crown of life and the development of your spirit. And you get into these communities, they're called tribes and families. And so you need to have a community. You need to have a group of believers. It's so essential. Anyone in scripture that didn't have a group was in major trouble, major trouble. But when you had the group, you're in major glory. So get around other people. And if you don't have anyone in your pioneering it, which is practically anyone in RLM globally right now, find believers that you can even talk to in spirit. They're spiritual Christians. We've had Pentecost and Pentecostalism for over a hundred years on earth now. So humble yourself and get around anyone spiritual. 
And if you're more spiritual than them, build them up with your oh, wisdom, yeah. and sowing and reaping will cause you to mature at an accelerated rate. Yeah, come on. Amen. Yeah. You got to be around other believers, and no, it doesn't matter where you are on planet Earth. There's believers around you. Yeah. It's very, very important. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to train believers who are like angels. So really powerful spiritual beings of Shekinah glory that are so full of spiritual wisdom that having a body is just a, a temple. It's basically like carrying around a treasure house of wisdom to build up people's spirits. That's really our job here in the prophetic is to get your spirit so enriched and the temple so full of riches that any time you get around anyone else, you can just put treasure in their spirit and cause their spirit to grow in glory. You accelerate glory, acceleration, glory to glory happens from believers that press into God, into the deeper things of God, finding out what's available, getting fully God inside minded, discovering the treasure house of their spiritual stomach and building up their spirit with so much revelation that if I have any encounter with anyone, my spirit can put just giant gemstones in your spirit that will cause your spirit to be tenfold brighter. Tenfold brightness is a tenfold increase of the anointing. And it's a, an exchange of believers' rewards, which is silver, gold, and gemstones, which is sowing and reaping in the Spirit. Amen. So that's what real fellowship is, is I come with my treasure house, you come with your treasure house. And if you don't have a treasure house, you learn how to store up treasures in heaven, which is faith, faith in the word of God. Until the word of God is like silver and gold being stacked in the fire of your spirit, I make your spirit a flame of fire. We only allow spiritual ministry ministry, no soulish ministry, no carnal ministry, but your spirit is a flame of Yahweh because God is fire and so are those born of God. You are a spirit of fire. In the fire, the gold bars of Zion, the riches of glory are getting stacked in the treasure house of your spirit which is the brain progressively valuing spiritual things, which is how your spirit grows in stature and strength and power in ability. This is Babylon the Great. We're coming out with all of Nebuchadnezzar's treasure. Yes. Moses left with all the treasure of Egypt. Well, Egypt today is the whole world system. You know, if your spirit gets built up, you get the inheritance of Christ. The second Adam, a life-giving spirit, the spirit of Christ, the apostles called him. And that spirit is getting fully formed in your spirit so that you get the inheritance of the Lamb of God before the Lamb returns. Jesus called it in his parables like, like tenants. He gave all of his stuff to tenants. That's us, his people. The, his creation that is recreated back to him through his cross. So he has given us stewardship of the earth while he's away. And he went a long ways off. 
But he's once you know him, he's right inside, isn't he? He's not that far off. When you're bewitched, he's a long ways off. No longer bewitched, he's right here. I'm really held accountable. Hey, Jesus. Last week, man, you know, Babylon is just such a horrible system. And I needed some encouragement because, we're, you know, we always just deal with this external junk and it's just crazy. We have like $3,400 of damages of supernatural attacks against the leaders the last few days. And, and I just was like, Lord, what's going on? You know, and just, but not outside. I've came inside. I heard the audible voice of Jesus twice. And it was, it was so clearly the voice of the Lord Jesus speaking to me in such a calm, peaceful tone that my mind was startled. I'd never heard him like that before, but it was, he was so confident in the restoration of all things through our spirit that it just brought such a realm of peace to my mind in dealing with this opposition and, and just getting through with the living water. He says, the living water will carry you through whatever you face in your own soul. Whatever you face in your hearts and minds, whatever opposes you externally, whatever warfare comes, a lot of the stuff is electrical problems lately. There's been just hundreds of electrical malfunctions and just electricity stuff, and it has to do with the sorcery of the sun, and the sun shall no longer strike them, which is sorcery. That's written in Revelation. So you're dealing with sorcery and the manipulation of light of the fallen angels and ranged attacks, and they're really coming hard against the believers, which is only causing the believers in America to actually grow up. So a little spiritual warfare won't kill you if you actually go into Christ in you. If you stay bewitched, well, it could kill you. But if you get in revelation, come out of bewitchment, you'll actually be more than alive than ever before. Thank you for the testing. The times of testing, the, the actual combat that makes a warrior stronger. You never had an expert sailor that was trained through calm weather. It's only in the roughest storms that train the expert sailors. And this is an apostleship. And you are an apostolic people and you have assignments on the ship to man the oar. Sometimes you man the sails. You have all the different positions and you know, the scallywags with the mop buckets mop the deck. Some of them you have to tell to walk the plank. Walk the plank. Fresh baptism, man. Your carnality is not tolerated on this ship. Walk the plank. And then they get baptized and they're welcome aboard. Brand new creature. It's good to have the new you. Might have to walk the plank again tomorrow. And the next day. Until you're spiritually confident and understand how to stay clean. You stay clean by revelations of the living water within you. You learn how to keep the temple clean. If you understand how the water flows, you can stay clean in Babylon the Great. And nothing by any means shall harm you. But if you're not God inside minded, stuff is going to harm you all the time. You're not in real Christianity yet. Only in the river are the promises yes and amen because they're in Christ in you the glory which is the river of life. Outside the river there's no promises fulfilled. You know it's just you usually have to resort to manipulation and becoming a thief like your you know like your enemy. 
He goes, I, I've been praying so hard, I've been doing all this stuff, but it's soulish. And so it, it doesn't come into being until it's spirit. So we need to go from soul to spirit. That's the big picture. And the true prophets in the earth, and there are many, are leading you in the right direction. Get around the prophets. Those are the leaders of the body of Christ. Get around true prophets that have inspired words, God-inside-minded prophets, which are not very many, but they will be many. And they will help you stay the course and to build up your spirit, to understand all the mysteries of the kingdom. It's not just confusion anymore and perishing for lack of knowledge. You can be saved and believe in Jesus and perish, the Bible says. My people, what does it mean? My people, which means believers in me, my people perish for lack of revelation knowledge, which means you have to have constant feast of revelation in order when you're even his people to not perish. Come on. So if you're eating the prophetic and you're this is how we got so strong in the prophetic to weather Babylon the Great, the pinnacle of Satan's building through man's fall. And it's been fun, it's been thrilling, there's been tons of casualties, but it's honestly been enjoyable. I've enjoyed it every season, no matter how bad it is, because it's fun. It's like meaningful, enriching, super deep, powerful existence, and it's just a wonderful life in the spirit. It's a wonderful life in the river. Everything has such value and meaning, every moment. Brushing your teeth is like epic. Every aspect of existence in these temples becomes epic. Nothing becomes carnal. They're, they're, everything is infused with the river, infused with meaning when you're in the river, in the will of God. Amen. And you are in the river and you are in the will of God and everything in your life is getting constantly baptized and made more and more meaningful. And your identity of who you are is a fish, as a river creature. You find who you are in the body when you're under living water. When you're in the glory, you discover your true self. In the living water, you find and discover your true personality. If you're out of the river, you're like a dry creature. That's not even who you are. You only discover yourself in the living water. And you are a unique, created person, created in God's image, with different abilities. All, everyone in God's creation is different. Many members, in particular, of one body of Christ. Amen. But if you're out of the water, it's just competition, envy and strife, comparisons, jealousy, all kinds of stupid, carnal, immature crap. But in the living water, you find out who you are in Christ without the envy and strife. That's why, without the living water, even if you discover who you are, there'll be pride in it. But if it's in the living water, it'll be used for God. It's a pride-free zone. The water washing through you keeps the enemy's pride off of your soul and keeps the gifts for the Father's pleasure and for the Father's kingdom and for the Father's will. But if you're out of the water and not baptized and your mind is just out here making decisions on your own, you need to learn how to drink from your spirit. You have to cover. What was the key to getting out of Egypt? 
covering the doorpost. So that's like day one born again is to keep the mind covered with the blood of Jesus, which is your forehead. That's not advanced when you're in the promised land. That's I'm still in Egypt. I just began to believe in Jesus today. Yeah. Now I have to cover my forehead or the angel of death is going to kill me in Egypt. <laughs> so it's the mind getting controlled by Jesus in your spiritual stomach. And it's going to be easier. In the future, people will be born in Zion, which means they'll be born in the knowledge of the glory, understanding Christianity as living in the living water. And they'll never leave Zion. They'll be born and raised in Zion. That's what we are pioneering for future believers. That's what Joel's army does in this generation. That's what you're warring for against the fallen angels right now is that a perfected place for people to grow in relationship with God according to God's original design of this world, which was to enjoy Him in the garden, to live with Him in the glory. And there are lots of works. God prepared all the works that you do before you do a single one of them. Psalms 139, he's written them in his books. It is written. So that there are many, many tasks that you and dad are going to do together. The good works prepared for you, the Bible calls it. Not just laying on the couch, being a spiritual bum and a false mystic, but, but the works of God that will be done by your spirit, because the workers at the end of the age are your spirits, which is the angels. You also have the other angels too, but you'll be angel-like sons of God, children of the resurrection. Luke chapter 20, it is written, children of the resurrection are fully angel-like, living only as spirit. Get all the heart and brain off the spirit so the heart and brain are below the spirit and you live like angel all the time. That's when the morning star rises in your heart, which is the angel of the Lord rising in your heart. Now you're fully angelic and you got a body to mess with the devil in the natural realm as much as you want every day. Have a heyday in the glory. You come from Zion. You come from New Jerusalem. The bride comes down as the scroll, which is raining on all the works of the devil worldwide. Don't matter what he's doing, the bride's going to rain on it. The bride's going to cancel those assignments. The bride's going to win. God is greater than any angel. You have the river of God flowing out of your spirit. Now just get your heart and your brain under your spirit and manifest the victories of Christ over all the devil. And this earth will quickly turn back into Paradise Garden of Eden. And that's our assignment in this generation. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If this ministry is a blessing to you, give a generous offering. Click the links in the description. Love you guys. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Explain, but I've got it. 